Chapter 36 of Manx Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kurt from Tucson, Arizona. Manx Fairy Tales by Sophia Morrison. The Bagain of St. Trinian's. A long time ago there came some monks to the broad rough meadow, which is between Dark Greba Mountain and the High Road, and they chose a nice place and set up a church to St. Trinian on it. But they reckoned without the power of the Bagain, who had his haunt in the mountain. The Bagain was mighty angry, and he said to himself, I'll have no peace, night or day, with their jingling bells if I let them finish the building. And, as he had nothing else to do, he took it into his head to amuse himself by tossing off the roof. So when the roof of the church was first put on, there was heard that very night a dreadful sound in it, and when the people of Griba got up early next morning, they found their church roofless and planks and broken beams all around the place. After a time, and with great effort, the roof was put on again. But when it was on, a great storm arose in the night, and it was blown down from the walls exactly as had happened before. This fall put fear in the people, for they were sure now that it was the evil, destructive Begain himself that was doing the mischief. But though they were terrified, they resolved to make one more attempt, and the third roof was nearly finished. Now there was a brave little tailor living about a mile from Griba, and because he had not too much worldly gear, he made a wager that when the new roof was on, he would not only spend the first night in the church, but also make a pair of breeches there. The wager was taken up eagerly, as they hoped that if the roof was one night up, it would be left on. So Timothy, that was the name of the little tailor, went to the church on the very first evening after the new roof had been put on. He started just when the shadow was beginning to get gray by the hedges. He took with him cloth, needle, and thread, thimble and scissors. He entered the church boldly, lit a couple of big candles, and looked all over the building to see that everything was right. Then he locked the door so that there was no way to get in. He cut out the cloth, and seating himself cross-legged in the chancel, he put on his thimble and set to work at the breeches. He paid no heed to the darkness of the lonely church at dead of night. But with long thread and needle he bent low over his work, his fingers moving backwards and forwards rapidly, casting strange, beckoning shadows on the walls. The breeches had got to be finished, or he would lose his wager. So he stitched away as fast as he could, thinking about the good money the people would have to give him. The wind was beginning to rise, and trees scutched their arms against the windows. The tailor looked cautiously up and down and round about. Nothing strange came in sight, and he took courage. Then he threaded his needle and began his work again. He gave another sharp glance around, but saw nothing at all except the glimmer of the place near the candles, an empty, deep darkness away beyond them. So his courage rose high, and he said to himself, It's all foolishness that's at the people about the Bagain, for after all the like isn't in.
that very minute the ground heaved up under him and rumbling sounds came up from below the sounds grew louder underneath and timothy glanced quickly up all of a sudden a great big head broke a hole through the pavement just before him and came slowly rising up through the hole it was covered with a mane of coarse black hair it had eyes like torches and glittering sharp tusks and when the head had risen above the pavement the fiery eyes glared fiercely at him the big ugly red mouth opened wide and a dreadful voice said thou rascal what business hast thou here tim paid no heed but worked harder still for he knew he had no time to lose dost thou see this big head of mine yelled the Bagain. i see i see replied tim mockingly up came a big broad pair of shoulders then a thick arm shot out and a great fist shook in the tailor's face dost thou see my long arms roared the voice i see i see answered tim boldly and he stopped his tailoring to snuff one of the guttering candles and he threw the burning snuff in the scowling face before him then he went on with his tailoring the Bagain kept rising and rising up through the hole until the horrible form black as ebony and covered with wrinkles like the leather of a blacksmith's bellows had risen quite out of the ground dost thou see this big body of mine roared the Bagain, angry that tim showed no fear of him i see i see replied the tailor at the same time stitching with all his might at the breeches dost thou see my sharp claws roared the Bagain in a more angry voice than before i see i see answered again the little tailor without raising his eyes and continuing to pull out with all his might dost thou see my cloven foot thundered the Bagain, drawing up one big foot and planking it down on the pavement with a thud that made the walls shake i see i see replied the little tailor as before stitching hard at the breeches and taking long stitches lifting up his other foot the Bagain, in a furious rage yelled dost thou see my rough arms my bony fingers my hard fists my before he could utter another syllable or put the other foot out of the ground the little tailor quickly jumped up and made two stitches together the breeches were at last finished then with one spring he made a leap through the nearest window but scarcely was he outside the walls when down fell the new roof with a terrible crash that made tim jump a great deal more nimbly than he ever did before hearing the Bagain's fiendish guffaws of laughter behind him he took to his heels and sped hot foot along the douglas road the breeches under his arms and the furious Bagain in full chase the tailor made for Maroun church only a little distance away and knew he would be safe if he could only reach the churchyard he ran faster still he reached the wall he leaped over it like a hunted hare and fell weary and spent upon the grass under the shadow of the church where the Bagain had not power to follow so furious was the monster at this that he seized his own head with his two hands tore it off his body and sent it flying over the wall after the tailor it burst at his feet with a terrific explosion and with that the Bagain vanished and was never seen or heard of afterwards wonderful to relate the tailor was not hurt and he won the wager for no person grumbled at the few long stitches put into the breeches and as for st trinian's church there is no name on it from that day till this but kiel
broken church, for its roof was never replaced. There it stands in the green meadow under the shadow of rocky Griba Mountain, and there its grey roofless ruins are to be found now. End of chapter 36